Welcome to Standing in Her Power Global. I am your host, Penny Sophocles. In this podcast, I speak to unique and interesting women to hear their stories and their individual approaches to life and work. Each one offers living examples of how women are evolving our society for the better. They demonstrate what they can do, you can do too. Welcome to Standing in Her Power Global. I'm delighted today to be interviewing Jodie Graver, a CAD designer currently at Locker and Riley, but who's been identified uh, as a high potential individual with managerial opportunities coming her way. Um, Locker and Riley are a specialist fibrous plaster organization who create bespoke plaster solutions for highly prestigious organizations. Uh, sorry, prestigious buildings, in fact. <laughs> Jodie, welcome. Thank you. Uh, lovely to uh, have the opportunity to speak with you today. Yeah, definitely. So Jodie, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing at Locker and Riley, just to start with. Just a brief so, overview. Yeah, so currently um, I'm a CAD designer, so I do all the drawings for um, fibrous plaster. Um, we kind of get them from architects or interior designers and we make them feasible, ready for manufacture. Um, so I'm currently doing that, but recently I've started a um, course uh, to hopefully become a construction manager, which uh, Locker and Riley are supporting me with, which is really good. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay, so that's where you are today. But I'm interested as uh, in, in this podcast, as always, with, with other um, females to, to really understand um, the back, you know, uh, women's backgrounds, where they've come from, you know, what their educational experience was like. So tell me uh, about your family and yourself and, and where were you born and, and, and tell me about your family context. So, um, my mum and dad, they're still together. So um, being brought up, I always had both parents in my life, lived with both of them. Um, I've got a younger sister as well. Um, so we was always a tight knit family because there's just four of us. Um, and yeah, it was just a really open and caring environment to be brought up in. Um, I would say as well, my parents are both extremely supportive for me and my sister and what we do. Um, so yeah, it's just been a lovely environment to be brought up in. And um, I was born in um, Essex. Um, so I've been, I'm still living here now. So um, yeah, so that's a bit of my background. Okay, very good. So uh, mum and dad, that's a, 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 a lovely testimonial. So um, when you were going to school what sort of school what was it and and what did you enjoy about schooling and the subjects that you encountered so I would say growing up I was always um, very creative so I I succeeded in the more creative um, subjects so art graphics um, I think at the time it was called CMG so like the woodwork that aspect of it um, I flourished in but um, particularly in sixth form, um, I went down a route of psychology as well. So I was always kind of in between the psycho psychological route or the more construction creative side. Um, so in sixth form, I did take psychology, but also art, graphics and English. Um, and I'd say a year into um, sixth form, I realised that the creative role was more for me. That's where I flourished and succeeded more. So that's kind of the route I went down. 
um yeah so I'd say growing up and even still now I'm a very creative person very good so do you do art in your private time yes so I've always done art um I would say since I've got a full-time job maybe not as much as I'd like to um but it's something definitely I've um always done uh and something I definitely want to start picking up again I want to kind of find a balance between work and home life and need to get that creativity back in place wow okay (laughs) I'd love love to see your art sometime (laughs) so do what sort of art do you do is it in oils or Um, so I prefer I prefer like just uh pencil like shading sketching Mm um I like I really enjoyed at um, school, like the still life, like the Mm -hmm. human body sketching, that kind of thing, portraits. Mm -hmm. um, That was kind of where my skill lied. I would say as well, I'd done a bit of painting, um, which was always fun, but it was more just acrylic paint, not oil paint. Right. I never kind of ventured to that. Okay. Um, So in your sort of sixth form you obviously knew you wanted to do more art so what was your did you do a A levels or what what was your Uh, idea about that time in terms of your career so yeah so I'd done a levels um and at the time like I mentioned earlier I wasn't sure between psychology or the more artistic route um but I always knew um that I wanted to be in construction I've always liked it like my dad's um a plumbing and heating engineer so he's always been in the construction industry um my my nan as well she's um always built um bought properties done them up sold them um throughout our whole life so I've always been around construction so I kind of knew I enjoyed that and um so when I kind of done sixth form and I realized uh, psychology wasn't for me I knew that art and graphics and that side of it was where I needed to carry on and then eventually get into my uh, construction industry and I kind of I would say in sixth form early first year of sixth form I realized that I wanted to be an architect so um, yeah that kind of just drove me to focus on them subjects. Okay Uh, amazing so uh, can you remember at what point you decided actually architecture is the thing I want to do? Um, I would say I can't remember exactly when but I remember it was getting to a point where we had to kind of choose our subjects for sixth form and obviously you want to choose subjects that are going to support your future so um, it was kind of on my mind of what do I want to do and I remember having like chats with my mum and dad kind of talking about where I kind of excel where my talent is um and I think my dad being in the industry as well he kind of come up with suggestions and he was like what about architecture I remember at the time I didn't really know the ins and outs of what it was because I was so young but um I always enjoyed being creative and particularly as well I liked buildings the thought that you can just like look at a plot of land or an old building and just completely design it I found it so interesting so I kind of said that to my dad and he was like what about architecture um and the more I kind of looked into it I realized okay yeah no this is something that I think really suits my interests and my skill um and from then on I didn't really look back and I just knew that's what I wanted to do yeah Uh, and I understand you then went on to university to study architecture so tell me what how that happened so um yeah so as soon as I realized that 
architecture was the route I wanted to go down I um, just looked up what I needed to do to get there and with architecture you do have to go to university it might, it might be different now there might be different avenues but at the time the only real way to get to being an architect was you get your bachelor's degree you then do placement work and then you have to do your master's um, before you can be a qualified architect and you have to see all of that out to be an architect so it it meant it was going to be a long course and you I had a few comments like are you sure you want to do it for that long but I was so adamant that that's what I wanted to do nothing really phased me I was like I want to do it so I'm going to do it I, I like well if done you yeah <laughs> so yeah so I kind of knew that I had to go um to university so that's what I done okay amazing though um so deciding to to do architecture and actually getting into university having been through that myself I know it's a bit of a journey yes, <laughs> so yes. tell us tell us about that journey uh how did you decide who to apply to and 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 how did you get into the place that you got into um so I remember at sixth form we had to do um like apply for loads of universities and I can't remember what it was called but you had to put together like a ACA, um, the ACA form yeah yeah so a form kind of talking about yourself your interests and kind of trying to sell yourself to the university I guess and mm. pitch why you why you should be considered um so I would say with university for me um I say local I didn't actually live um in uni accommodation I didn't go far from home um I mean looking back I probably wish I did um because I think that would have been an amazing experience just as well just experience living without your parents I, it would have been it you would have grown a lot but I think at the time when I when, when I was applying for university I wasn't really phased about the whole moving far away and living that uni life I guess um I genuinely just wanted to be an architect and I wanted to get that degree so I was happy to just stay closer to home and get that degree so and did that did that did that determine who you applied to then because it had to be local had to yeah be so I, I looked at a few universities I um also looked at where did I look I looked at um Hertfordshire um I also looked at uh, Westminster University in London um, and then also Anglia Ruskin in mm -hmm. Chelmsford, which is the one I ended up um, studying at. And that's local to me. Um, but I did fall in love with Westminster. Um, it was an amazing, amazing university. And I really did want to go. But it was just at the time, the commute and it just suited me to stay more local. So that's kind of the route I went for. OK, so did, did they... Would Westminster have ch chosen you? And did you turn them down? Uh, no. So unfortunately, I didn't get the grades. So they were extreme. The grades were extremely high. Yes. And um, yeah, so unfortunately, I didn't go. But um, I would have loved to. But yeah, so. OK, so you ended up in the right place. Yes. At the right time, <laughs> yeah. irrespective of that. Yeah. OK, very good. And so you studied architecture and you got your BA on yes. degree. Yeah. What was that experience like? Uh, it was very hard. Um, I wouldn't say hard. It was just um, a lot of work, a lot of work. And I think the transition from school to university, just I know everyone says it, but no one really preps you for it. And I think you're at school, you've got teachers supporting you throughout your whole education. And 
I think when it gets to university, it's kind of like, yeah, you have lecture, lectures and they teach you a certain amount of stuff, give you the work that you need to do and they're there to support you. But it's basically like, go on, go do it yourself kind of thing. So you have to really learn self-discipline. Um, and that's something I definitely struggled with. I was so young when I went to university, like straight out of school. And um, it was just, yeah, as well as trying to get a degree just as well trying to learn self-discipline and just like make myself go to the library and read books and learn because I didn't really expect that I thought the teacher would be there and teach you a lot more than probably what they actually do so it was a bit of a shock to me but um yeah it was it, it was yeah so I would say it was difficult in that sense more just from a uh self-growth kind of you've got to learn self-discipline if you want to do well kind of thing Mm, okay that's fascinating isn't it yeah that's uh that that's not something that you do get prepped for yeah exactly yeah quite quite a change stepping up into into uh deciding about yourself and your life yeah so you found that hard did you find it rewarding yeah definitely it was very rewarding and um I think as well I graduated um around Covid so our um graduation was delayed a lot so um I didn't have my graduation I think until maybe a year later or something Mm -hmm. so um I think when I finished it was a bit of an anti-climax because I thought okay well I'm done now and now I've just got to get a job and there was no kind of celebration but obviously that was because of COVID um but I think after COVID when I had that graduation it was nice to kind of meet up with all my old um, friends from uni that I hadn't seen for a while especially with it obviously being COVID and just celebrating all our successes it was it was extremely rewarding and as well my parents being there and like seeing how proud they were like it was nice yeah it was very rewarding right and uh, I think you told me that you were the first person in your family to go to university that wasn't something that either your mother or your father had done no so um yeah so no one in my family has actually been to university so I am the first one um so yeah my mum and dad were definitely proud to say the least (laughs) okay and do you feel that you're going to be a role model for your sister yeah I'd like to think so I mean she's three years younger than me um so she's she's gone down another route like route to me career-wise but um I definitely think yeah if she has any kind of issues or worries she'll come and speak to me and I'll give her like my advice so yeah I definitely think that I'm helping her along the way a little bit okay so you've told me that actually you did your architecture honours degree and you passed it fantastic well done thank you (laughs) Um, but then you decided that you weren't going to go and get a placement yeah in order to 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 continue in your architecture career why was that what was your choice I would say about that time um I would say when I I think when I was younger it's very easy to be like I was so right driven that's what I want to do I'm doing it and the fact that I had to do a master's didn't really phase me I knew that's what I wanted to do so I was just going to do it but I think once you actually experience university and like I said about all them kind of milestones you have to face not even just with the um uh the degree itself but just self-growth and self-discipline and all of that it it is a lot of work and I think I got to a point in my life where I was like I just want to be working now I got that uh that feeling of I want to be working I want to be in a company earning money and work building my way up because obviously at university 
I it was full time. So and I was juggling a um, waitressing job at the time, like mm-hmm. part time. Um, but it was just trying to find that balance. And it was just it was a lot. And I think I got to a point where I was like, right, I, I just want to be earning money. And don't get me wrong, like architecture is an amazing career but I kind of as I got a bit older I kind of realized even once you've done your master's you're you're qualified but you're um you're not like a senior qualified architect and it's not really until you've had x amount of years after your master's as experience that you can be a like deemed as a qualified architect and so even then I thought I'm going to do all this education and I'm going to be on a a wage that I thought would be a lot higher maybe and Mm. then I've got to work x amount of years to prove myself even after doing all that education Mm. just to get a decent wage if that makes sense not to put the career down but I yeah I think I just got to a point where I was like I don't know if I want to go back and do that I don't know if that's the right route for me so I thought and it again like I said um, it was around the time of Covid so um, I kind of had the mindset of I don't really know I don't want to go back to uni right now so let's get a job and just see how it goes don't put too much pressure on myself if I end up wanting to do it in a couple couple years time I will kind of thing um, but yeah it hasn't panned out that way and I've decided that that's just not the career I want to go down. Very good um, so uh, Lockett and Riley were the lucky company that you <laughs> <laughs> that, that you chose to work for yeah. so, tell me about uh, how, how that occurred. Um, so I remember I was applying for um, jobs I, people have probably said to you before but I think coming out of university finding a job is very hard it is very hard and I was still waitressing um but it wasn't the best uh company to work for um so I was just so ready to get out of that and get a job so I was just applying for loads of jobs really just hoping to get some feedback and interviews um so I remember I joined like agencies so hopefully they could help me out and I was just very open I just wanted to be working um I wanted to do it I wanted to kind of get a job in the whole CAD design because it's using the soft software that architects do use so it would be deemed as experience if I did decide to go and do um, my Mm. master's so I was kind of looking for a job like that and I was just applying um, and I'll be honest at the time I didn't actually know a lot about Locker and Riley and the virus plastering industry obviously you see the like lovely decorative moldings in like prestigious buildings up London um, but I didn't really know much about it and I didn't really know how creative it was and that it was, I just, yeah, I just didn't really know a lot about that industry. And I remember applying for this job and um, I got an interview. It, it was really quick. Like I hadn't heard from a people for a while. Where I just kept persisting, kept persisting, trying to um, get an interview. And then I managed to get an interview with Locker and Riley and I kind of went, um, had the interview come out feeling quite positive about it and then I think in the next couple of days they called me again for a second interview um and then I remember in my first interview when I walked around the building because we've got a workshop a workshop as well like Mm -hmm. in-house with our office um so you see all the guys that make everything that the design department design basically and it's all within the same um property Mm. so um 
I think seeing that as well, I was like, wow, I didn't know anything about this industry, but it's it's like really fascinating. Um, so I think coming away from the first interview, I was like, okay, no, I actually really want this job. Um, and yeah, so luckily I got my second interview and I would say within, yeah, a couple of days, maybe a week later, they'd given me the job, which was really good. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of how that kind of happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds fantastic. So obviously you you, you were amazed and surprised that you could design something and the next day it was actually being put into yeah. operation and, and being made yeah and I think as well we've got um we've got our own company well uh people on site as well and we've got loads of sites in and around London um so we've got that aspect as well so you've got obviously the design more office-based side of things you've obviously got sales within that and contracts and um but you've obviously got the uh, workshop where they make the design uh the drawings like make it come to life and then we've also got a team that fix it on site so we've literally got from start to finish the whole process and I think yes. that's it's very interesting and for me I saw a lot of opportunity within that within Locker and Riley because of how many different processes they have throughout yeah and and so therefore you could see your your design go to be made and then yeah. from being made to actually be put up on walls in yeah. various amazing prestigious buildings yeah 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 so it is very rewarding seeing your work kind of come to life and then seeing it in the building itself yeah it is it is very rewarding okay so you saw that opportunity and you got the job well done yeah. you yeah thank you <laughs> uh, so um how long have you been there now um so I've been there about two and a half years um but yeah so that's it, this is my first um full-time job so I'd say, yeah, I'm at the start of my career. Um, but yeah, it's going good. I'm enjoying it. And I've got a lot of opportunity there. They're supporting me throughout um, my ambitions um, to become a construction manager. Um, so yeah, I see I see um, a lot of potential with the company. It's really good. So, so they've identified you as a high potential person to not just be a CAD designer, but but obviously to uh, to progress up into the managerial yeah. role and, and, other, uh, and other management roles. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm definitely proud. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. I feel like now and then it's a bit of a pinch me moment. Like when you're at work, you're just working. You just do it. And it's almost like you don't even second guess it. You're just doing it. But I think when I kind of little things happen at work and well, for example, they're obviously supporting me with my um, studies and just little things like giving me more responsibility to go and make um clients on site have meetings and my manager as well is just very supportive he'll just let us go out and meet the clients and he kind of gives us that room to grow and yeah. I think um when I do it I just do it but then it's not until after when I come home or I'm driving home I'm like did I really just do that or was I given that opportunity it's, yeah yeah so I think it is good it's um it's um very rewarding and yeah I'm proud yeah so you're seeing, uh, it's very fascinating, actually, you're seeing architects who are the clients of Locker and Riley, is that, is that not right? Yes. So you're on the yes. other side now, so yes. they're your clients. Yeah, so it is It is weird, and um, I mean, yeah, so although I'm not an architect, what I do, I still do drawings. Obviously, it's not based on the overall design of a building, but it's the decorative mouldings and ceiling designs that go within their buildings. So we do work very closely with um, architects, interior designers. So I think, um, I guess, because I've studied it and I've 
probably got that creative mindset like them it's very easy to to communicate with them um so yeah but it is weird how the tables have turned (laughs) yeah I'm I'm working closely with architects but that's not really like that's not the route I want to go down now yeah but yes yeah but you're you're not an architect but actually you are contributing to the architect's design yeah uh, in a very practical way and an immediate way yeah yeah so well done uh, for that that sounds fantastic um so let me ask you about um what your what do your friends make of your career so far and how do you how do you talk to them about it um we're all very open with each other um one of my friends actually worked with me um so I would say about a year in um an opportunity come in her department so we're in separate departments and um I remember when I had my first interview I went into the room where she is now and I thought it's got your name written all over it. It's like the sculpt inside of it. So mm-hmm. say it's like really bespoke designs. Um, it will go to our um, uh, our studio where they sculpt it and make it. And then it goes into the workshop to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I remember going in there and thought it's got my friend's name written all over it. And an opportunity come. Um, one of the girls in that department left. Um, and I remember I messaged her and I said, I think there might be a job role here do you want me to put your name forward um and she was like yeah okay like let's do it so put a name forward and she's actually working there now and she's like she's smashing it like she's doing so well um so we work quite closely so we kind of um car share now and then as well because we live uh, quite close to each other so we'll have chats about work and um so we're in touch quite a lot and um obviously she knows the ins and outs of the business so it's nice to have chats with someone in that in the company really but yeah she's she's really proud of me and she she's always said like you're so driven um and my other friend as well um she she's extremely smart um and she's flourishing in her career as well so I think we're all very um driven ambitious um women so um we kind of just support each other and encourage each other throughout and have little chats to boost each other's confidence and be like you're doing really well kind of thing so it's good it's a nice environment to have fantastic I'm very aware that women in construction yeah building industries is actually quite rare so how do you negotiate that situation you and your friend you know being in a company I don't know what the proportions are in Lockett and Riley in terms of men versus women yeah so we I would say um there's definitely more men in our company, particularly on site. It's predominantly all men on site, um, barring like one or two people. Um, and workshop as well, all men, there's no women down there. But I would say in the more creative side of it, so um, the studio where they're sculpting um, the bespoke designs, that's all female. And um, in my department, there's two girls, me and one other girl, and three boys. So, um, so I would say uh, it is more it's more of a male dominated company, but there are I feel like there are quite a lot of females in our company. But um, I have been in uh, conversation with some of the directors at our company and they've both said uh, they want to kind of encourage more women in our industry. Um, so that's something we're kind of looking into and they've got all of us uh, females involved. Um, seen as obviously we're female we're going to know probably how to encourage more women into more our women. company yeah yes. so yeah so I would say it's quite um 
equal to some degree um more than say other industries or like I said on site it's basically all men except from two people so yeah and and I'm I'm imagining you on site talking yeah. to your clients <laughs> and talking to to people who are putting up your designs and, and everything in in the uh pre- prestigious buildings yeah. um that you're working for how does a woman go down in terms of checking out the work that the men are doing and and how do you feel when you're on site talking either to you know the people who are putting things up or perhaps your clients who are checking what your work is doing workers are doing um, I would say particularly when you go on site I mean because I'm studying to become a construction manager I'm not quite there yet so I don't I'm on site um now and then but not a lot I'm more office based so I would say um my experience on site hasn't been enough really to I haven't had that sense of speaking to the guys that fit in the stuff because that's not really my responsibility at, at the moment but um I would say yeah everyone's really welcoming on site all the guys as well they're very um really welcoming and friendly um and I'd say obviously you do get the odd look in the construction industry because when there's a girl on site it's like the it, it's very rare so you do you do feel like all eyes are on you a little bit so it can be a bit daunting but you just got to hold your head high really and just kind of get on with it <laughs> but I'd say in in meetings as well um I would say um because obviously it's more we're on like design department we do have a lot of um females in our kind our clients a lot of them are females um unless sometimes you might go to a meeting where it's more to do with um getting stuff approved because time's like ticking and we need to get stuff done kind of thing so then it might be a bit more male dominated but um I think as well um I mean I think everyone's been very welcoming I've been quite lucky I've not really had anything where I feel like they've maybe been a bit turned a blind eye because I'm a girl or there's I don't think I've really experienced anything like that which has been lovely um and I think as well if anything I just kind of see it as right okay I might be the only girl but I've just kind of got to prove myself a little bit and I see it more as like a challenge to prove people wrong that I do know what I'm talking about and I can kind of I've got a backbone and I will be heard in the meeting kind of thing. Oh, well done you. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. You. excellent. So asserting yourself and asserting yeah. who you are and, and your knowledge is not an issue for you. Yeah. yeah. And um, no one is making it an issue. So that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in your mid-20s, yes in your first career your first major role in a career um what does success look like for you um I mean I would say when I was younger I was very um obviously I was very direct that I wanted to be an architect um my idea of success when I older when I was older was having um an amazing house a nice car having like a lot of money it was very stereotypical that's what I wanted I think growing up it's more now about just kind of being obviously yeah I still want the nice house and the nice car and you want to be comfortable with like financially but I would say for me it's more just being happy and kind of um in and around work having a good work environment that you enjoy so it's not just you're going there to get your money and you're leaving you actually want to be able to be in work and enjoy it which luckily I do um 
and I think as well just kind of I, I, I like um, seeing new countries so for me I would say although as much as I love um, well I would love to have the nice house the nice car I do think seeing the world as well in and around work having that kind of um, option and opportunity to travel and see different parts of the world in and around work and learn new cultures that's kind of my idea now of success just having that balance between all of it really yeah right okay so so where you're going to be taking Locke and Riley is uh, international assignments <laughs> yes because <laughs> I understand at the moment most of your assignments are in the UK aren't they uh, yes, I think in the past, um, before I worked there, we'd done um, stuff abroad. Um, I believe we'd done something in, um, is it Dubai or Qatar? Uh, Dubai, it's probably in the, mid, in the, in the Middle East anyway. Yeah. Other, yeah. Um, so, but that was, that was before I worked there. So, um, oh. so yeah, everything is UK based at the moment from what I'm working on anyway. I don't know if there's something in the pipeline maybe, but it would, yeah, it would be amazing to, um, work for say a project abroad that yeah I would I'd love that opportunity yeah fantastic yeah well I think that's the cheapest and easiest way to ensure foreign travel is to make, yes. make your company work yes. in, foreign, <laughs> in, in foreign assignments and then get the job uh, yeah. to do that so um so I wish you all the success uh where oh, that's concerned and uh, we'll sort of stay in touch and see if I can help you make that happen that sounds fantastic yes, thank you <laughs> um Right. So thank you very, very much, uh, Jodie, for your views. Uh, I think it's excellent to speak to a woman who's standing in her power in her mid-20s yeah. and can see a way forward for her yeah. to continue to do that, not only for herself, but also her friends. So um, thank you for your input. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Standing in Her Power Global. What has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation? Please join our Facebook group to give us your feedback and engage in the discussions there. Share this episode with others who may be interested. Thank you for listening and we'll meet again in the next episode of Standing in Her Power Global.